You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Aaron Norris with Property Radar on the call, and, and I really appreciate your time here, Aaron. If you want to take a look at this platform, I understand you just went nationwide, and it's time for people to check this out. Um, PropertyRadar.com, and on your on your site says Discover Opportunity in Property and Owner Data. And there's we're going to probably nerd out a little bit here tonight. I'm just going to warn everybody, but I appreciate your time and. I really want everybody to check your site out, but if they want to reach out to you directly, what would be the best approach? You could always email me at Aaron at propertyradar.com. That's A-A-R-O-N. If you're on, from the East Coast, it's Aaron. <laughs> um, or I'm on Twitter. I also run our community. So community.propertyradar.com. If you have a question, you post it there. I'll be the guy answering you on the forum and I'd be glad to help. No, oh, that's awesome. So let's talk about this. Um, you know, one of the things that are that we struggle with, especially as real estate investors, is this concept of using data and and actually starting to layer the lists and and trying to make better use of our marketing dollars. Can you talk a little bit about how property radar might help with something like that? Yeah, and it's it's so incredibly important these days. Data isn't just for Wall Street anymore. Um, so part of what I do nationwide is I speak to clubs and realtor associations, getting people to dream with data, just to really get excited about questioning what's possible. But before we start, it's really important to cover what you bring to the party. So at Property Radar, we have this analogy of uh, chocolate and peanut butter, the Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter is the data. Peanut butter, it's just the data. I can throw data at you all day long, but unless you have a very clear vision of the chocolate that you're bringing to the party that's unique to you, the niche that you discover, it's going to be really, you'll get lost in the data, and I don't want that to happen. So we can talk about very specific ideas on markets that we want to talk about. So one of the ones I like to do most often is let's talk to owner-occupants that have 50% equity. So you're combining uh, property data, people data, and mortgage data. Mm-hmm. So maybe I want to talk to um, single family condos in a specific city. And I'm, if I'm thinking about marketing dollars, the more specific I'm getting, I'm able to talk to a narrow, narrower audience that's more likely to want what I have to sell. <laughs> and I get to talk to them multiple times instead of blowing my entire marketing uh, budget on just stopping there so we can go deeper. So we can say, hey, I only want to target three bedroom, two bathroom under the FHA limit in my local town because I know that that sells really easy and I'll have more of an audience on the buy side. We can then start layering in demographic data. I only want to talk to people over the age of 55, 65. Um, And then you can do everything. I have customers that only call people. They don't even do direct mail. They don't worry about SEO or PPC campaigns. Uh, they either door knock or they just call people off the website. So it's just whoever you bring to the party, you know, we can fit you in. Sure. No, you know, this is one of those things that's really intriguing because, you know, a lot of, a lot of real estate investors, we use some of those, uh, 
list building websites that will go unnamed, but uh, uh, <laughs> there's some big ones in the there's some big ones in the in the market. Unfortunately, it's really it's old school, very convoluted. I mean, unless you're exactly doing there, but I can't, I can't do the layering like you're suggesting where I can be, I can be that granular when it comes to pulling these lists and, and being very specific. Yeah. And also including data fields that you wouldn't always think about things like, why would I want to spend money mailing to something that the post office says is undeliverable? Or how about not marketing to people who just bought a property in the last year? They may have 50% equity, but they just bought a home they probably want to live in. So Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe you create your perfect list. And at the very end, what if you could save yourself hundreds of dollars by just taking off those two criteria? So there's over 200 criteria within property radar. Um, So you that's what's sort of fun. And I, I've been in the business for over 15 years. It's always fun to hear how people, what niche that they've discovered and then finding the data to really help them own the space even more. Sure. Like, could you even talk a little bit then about like the, how your user interface, you know, based on, you know, I, I have to be pretty transparent. I haven't been in here and I see you have a, a free a three day trial period which is probably worthwhile to definitely at least, you know, definitely check that out. It's at propertyradar.com again. But uh, it definitely looks like you've had some serious design, designer, designer input in mind and user input in mind compared to, well, like I mentioned, the other, the other solutions I've, I've messaged with, you can definitely tell it's very engineer-driven. Well, yeah, and the CEO of Property Radar, it's actually the site is built uh, for investors by an investor. So Sean, uh, back in 05, was actually flipping houses in California. And at the time, if you wanted to be serious about buying at the courthouse steps, uh, you were paying thousands of dollars at the county level for that kind of data keeping up to date. So he really democratized the data and for under $100 a month to have access to every um portion every piece of the trustee sale process in California and then he opened it up to Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona. And so now that we're going nationwide, we don't cover every single um stage of the foreclosure transaction uh, nationwide, but nationwide we cover hey pre-foreclosure something's in default or it's been foreclosed on. But um it he's very design focused. It's got to be user friendly. It's very robust. Um, but it's really easy to use. So if you could use it on your mobile phone, if you're driving for dollars, you can actually use a platform as almost like a CRM for properties. You could take pictures of properties, take notes. Um, while you're in front of the house, you can click on the social media icons and try to find maybe ways to connect with the homeowner that are very specific to them, trying to be a little bit more authentic before you knock on the door, see if you can find a connection point. And I think that's where the locals, you you really shine. Um, you're not some big Wall Street company coming in, swinging your hammer. You've got that local flavor, which is really special. Right. So. You mentioned the three-day trial. Please, 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 if you do the three-day trial, make sure you sign up for your, a one-on-one so you can really ask questions specific to your niche and use me as a backstop. If you need some ideas to get excited or maybe like, hey, Aaron, this is my niche. Any other layers of data I should be playing with to be more specific and to spend less money on my marketing, I'd love to help. 
So, you know, you mentioned that monthly fee. Is there just strictly a monthly fee or how does that, how does that work? You know, like... Uh, Good question. And it depends on what you're doing. So there is a, a slight cost for if you're going to append email and phone data. Not everybody needs that. Some people aren't reaching out by email or, and phone number and you have to comply with local state laws. Mm-hmm. But um, if you are, you pay some cents uh, for every record that you append. So the goal is to be as specific as possible with your niche to save you as much money as possible and to be effective. Nobody likes to spend money when campaigns suck wind. So don't do that. <laughs> right. Well, you know, th- that's that brings me to the, my next question is that when I was looking through the website, what I thought was also interesting too is that uh, it looks like you can do and manage some other things, including doing the, you mentioned the skip tracing already. You know, a lot of, a lot of the other services don't do that. You know, they'll give you an address and then you end up having to use another service um, to, to do any kind of skip tracing. And frankly, that I call it dialing for dollars is actually becoming a trendy thing in the real estate industry right now. So that's something that, yeah. That can start to add up really fast if you're buying the list here and then you're skip tracing there. It gets really cost prohibitive. Yeah, and and so public records is what uh, that's the data that we're pulling in. We're using multiple sources, baking it off. You've got what we consider to be the best data inside the program in a very beautiful and usable uh, format. Um, if you're buying in things like an LLC, that might be a little bit more difficult. You'll have the mailing address, but maybe the email and, and the phone number might not be there. It just depends. Every area is a tiny bit different. I wrote an article for a magazine and I was trying to, I was talking about iBuyers and looking into the data in Phoenix. They don't have bedrooms, the number of bedrooms in public records. So that was a little bit harder to talk about where in California you know, they, that's part of the public record. So every state, every county can be a little bit different. Um, so yeah, if you know your area, go in there and start to play and to see if it's in there. Yeah, for for a company to, to manage this, I mean, you're pulling records across the nation now. I mean, you you've said it in a nutshell there. I mean, every market has different requirements regarding privacy and and what can be shared and what's considered public and what's not. I mean, to sparse all of that out to somebody who, to make it usable is just, I can't even imagine how you started that project. Sean, you know, we've been around for over a decade. So he's been talking about going nationwide for years. And I was actually a client before I came on board as as VP of Market Insight. So uh, as a hard money lender and as a real estate investor myself, um, I was using it every day. Um, and I spent 15 minutes on the phone with uh, Kim, our support uh, lead. And in 15 minutes, she got me exactly what I need to where I get emails every day. One of the special things about Property Radar is, you know, when you buy a list from, you know, a, a company, it immediately goes stale. And the concept of having actionable dynamic lists where let's say we created a list where we only wanted to talk to people that were over, you know, 65 years old. So when that homeowner turns 65, it could trigger a notification to me like, hey, here's a new lead for you. Or maybe I want to opt them out of that list when they, you know, sell the property or something. So they're dynamic. And a really cool, I I wish this was 
I could show you right now, but once you create a list, you can also get into the people demographics. Uh, it, it creates charts for you on the properties and the people. So one of the things I do with media and like real estate investor clubs, an example, is I pull lists of iBuyers. Uh, so the, that's the comp- Wall Street companies, tech companies with big cash buying all cash in some very popular markets. I can show them the square footage. So a real estate investor who's local can understand this is what they're after. You need to decide whether to work around them and incorporate them in your business um, or copy what they're doing. There's a reason why they're buying that inventory. So being able to see charts, the, the square footage, the age of the property, the price point is so valuable and it's done for you. It's, it's cheating. <laughs> it really is. No, you know, this is one of those things that uh, it, it's always uh, intrigued me, you know, because we, we keep hearing whether, you know, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts and, you know, it's all about big data, big data, big data. But it's very seldom did you hear uh, how these small businesses can take take advantage of big data and actually implement and use it in their own practice. And that's where what you were mentioning is, is actually sitting down and talking to somebody and you might take advantage of that three-day trial, but the value initially at least, would be talking to somebody in your team to uh, make sure they're on the right foot so they know how to use it. Yes, please, please. And and if you use the support in the community, you know, you've always got people to back you up. Um, and sometimes it's just getting inspired. You don't you don't even know what's possible. Um, I was using the program a specific way for six years. I didn't even know until I really came on board and started digging in that we have information in some markets on the kind of roof. So we have actually home service providers that use Property Radar. Any business that needs consistent leads that are real estate centric um, is what people use us for. So people who do pools, roofs, solars, garage doors, you'd be surprised. Right. So can you talk a little bit too then, you know, before we go on any further, uh, again, make sure you go to propertyradar.com and Aaron is going to be there to help and and, uh, he, he, um, I warn you now, it's it's pretty daring to give out your email address on the podcast, but. Yeah, Aaron at propertyradar.com. An even better place to go is community.propertyradar.com because not only would I be responding to your request, I can pull in a bunch of other people to help out. Um, and sometimes I've got some attorney friends that I can call in depending on the kind of question you've got, if it's foreclosure related, if it's uh, specific to the kind of strategy that you're deploying. Uh, I've got friends nationwide that I can occasionally pull in to help you out, but uh, would love to help. Sure. Well, another thing that caught my eye is the integration and automation you have in the system. Stop, Zapier, yeah. And we're, we're fairly tech, technology agnostic. So you bring your favorite CRM system, email tools, uh, SMS platform tools. Uh, you bring that to the party. And as long as they have a Zapier connection, we can most likely integrate. Yeah, that's, that's a lot easier to manage than a CSV file that uh, oh, you end up downloading exactly. and then trying to deal with. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, going back to the example to where the dynamic list, you know, that very first time, maybe you send out a big mailer, but maybe you have really specific niches that you like to focus on. where You're just getting a trickle one to two a day, or you get emailed uh, once a, a week or whatever. And then it triggers, uh, push, gets pushed into your CRM and you can create a workflow around that. That's very powerful. We have, a, we have a few partners, uh, we work with Print Genie, that can do one-off mailers. 
So mm-hmm. if you have a specific niche and that meets your criteria, it can trigger a mailer. And then a week later, maybe in your CRM, it triggers uh, for somebody on your team or a virtual assistant to call them uh, before you send out another different form of contact. Um, you can create lookalike audiences, digital for PPC campaigns, you know, and then having insights into these lists and the demographics behind it, maybe you can better define your PPC ad campaigns based on the demographics of what you see behind it, the data. So mm-hmm. lots of little actionable bits depending on what you're trying to do. So just to, just to back up there for a second, you mentioned lookalike items uh, or lookalike, yeah, lookalike items or audiences. audiences yeah. are, you, are you able to do that in your platform or are you referring to the like Facebook's yeah. pay-per-click? You really yeah, you can do that. Connect to yeah, Google and Facebook. It has to have a minimum number and you have to be careful, make sure you follow the guidelines, but it is an, an integration within property radar. But then if you create the list as well and you can really sort of discover maybe some things you didn't know. So you can even on the PPC side get a little bit more specific on the ads that you want to target. It's pretty powerful. So well here here's a bigger question then. Like I have I've been doing this for a number of years now. I have a, a, a pretty big sizable database in my CRM of people who've called me, who've been motivated to pick up that. Is there a way for me to integrate my data with what you bring? It's on the list of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a way maybe to approach that a little bit differently. If you could do some homework on where you're most valuable leads came from. And if you could figure out whether it's demographic, property driven, mortgage driven, what bring that data to the party and maybe we can create some dynamic lists to continue to send you leads that would mimic and look alike that very profitable deal. That would be a good way to do it. Well, and you and I talked briefly about, you know, having that assistance when you, when you do your three day trial, but do you have like uh, common templates or common workflows that that yes. people use today that it's easy to plug and go. I mean, yes, they're called quick lists. So uh, it, once you log in, it's under the discover, and based on who's coming to the party, whether you're a realtor or a mortgage professional, home services provider, or a real estate investor, you click on the quick list. And there's a list of all our most frequently accessed data points. And then once you update the location it's going to zoom you in. And then we also have heat maps too. So um, you can layer on estimated equity or property types on these beautiful heat maps to where you can really zoom in and understand the market. It's very cool. Okay. Well, this is a pretty robust platform. I mean, uh, what what's really, in, like I mentioned, what's really interesting is that uh, you're, you're, the platform has really taking uh, taken a lot of aspects that a, a lot of real estate investors have struggled with for a long time. We keep thinking of these holy grails about layering lists and doing these targets. But frankly, a lot of our, a lot of the investors that I work with and talk to, you know, that's beyond any of any of them, you know, to try to figure this out. And, and integration too. It's, uh, you know, you've got your tech stack, your data stack, you know, we subscribe to so many different things. How do we get them to talk and to make them more actionable? So, Again, being a technology agnostic, you know, you bring the tools in your favorite platforms and long as there's a Zapier integration, chances are we can help you out. So it's not a beginner tool. It can be a little bit overwhelming. I don't want to scare the people who are are beginner away, but Mm -hmm. uh, we often say, you know, if you have a CRM system, we can keep it full. Um, That's the goal. Um, Yeah. Right. 
So, so you know, I, I don't want to keep you on too much longer, but I, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit to the, the concept that you brought up earlier about uh, understanding where those, like some of the bigger profit properties are coming from. So, okay. and using that data to understand that market or that neighborhood in more detail. Yep. Um, could you talk a little bit about like how you've been seeing other investors using that type of information and, and serving those niches? Sure. I'll, I'll actually, um, afterwards, I'll even create a video. If you want to create an area for me and a strategy type, I'll create something for you so you can see. Um, just because I, I know it better and I'll run around. But um, the heat maps are a really powerful tool. So if you, as an example, here in California, accessory dwelling units are, are a big deal. We have a huge affordable housing shortage. One of the ways the state is trying to accomplish that is really getting rid of local zoning rules and making it easier for property owners, whether it's absentee or an owner occupant to build these secondary houses that they can rent out. So maybe you're a senior, you want to live in a small unit in the back and rent out the front. So you get income for life. Mm -hmm. Well, what if, um, knowing appraisals are going to be a problem, especially as the strategy gets underway, if you're closer to multifamily, you might have appraiser an appraiser have a, a, a less hard, difficult time appraising the property because you're close to something similar, where if you're isolated out in the suburbs and you're the very first one to build an accessory dwelling unit, good luck finding a comp. That's one very specific reason I see people doing it. But if you could search by age, what if you can identify a, a, a retirement community? Um, and maybe your passion and your absolute love is to work with seniors. And that's the niche that you absolutely want to own. Okay, well, is there a way that you can find a specific area in town? Like, well, okay, is that like a gated senior community? Or is that just happen to be a neighborhood that seems to attract a lot of older homeowners? So almost every single data piece you can find, there's a little bit of a niche. Um, so property types, um, demographic types, um, trying to think of some other ways that real estate investors, okay, what if you... Uh, creating value is your game and you like adding mm -hmm. square footage and maybe there's a part of town where there's a lot of two ones and you know if you add that extra bedroom with a primary bedroom and a primary bathroom and build it out you're going to explode the value you can search based on properties i only want to find the areas that you know have a lot of these two ones because you know the three ones the three twos or the four twos are going to sell for 150 grand more so it's very hyper local specific but it, you having that knowledge is very powerful and something that's not easy to scale and that your competition will definitely miss okay so um, before i i'm reading into something you're just saying there um, because you got me a little excited so if you do you <laughs> is is your system able to um, do that level of layering where it, it'll actually look at the comparables and then you can actually d tell it to look at the comparables in the neighborhood and, and, and identify those properties that might be under market. Am I making there sense? Is a, there, yeah, there, we do have our own AVM built in. Um, so if you're adding value by adding square footage, you're going to know those numbers to where if you know, like a four, two is going to sell for, you know, a, a huge premium in that neighborhood and you know what it's going to cost to add on. Yeah. You could certainly go in there and identify those values, but you might know just by having a two bedroom, one, 
one bath property that you're going to be able to get there. So the what I was mentioning is just that using the property detail to really hone in on neighborhoods that are that. Sure. No, it's it's just really, you know, I like I mentioned before we started, we we could go down these rabbit holes. Uh, pretty okay, far. I love it. I, <laughs> I, I love, you know, is there any specific niche that's really popular in your area? It, it's exactly what you were just saying. You know, uh, we have a lot of appetite for whether it's, I think we're seeing that everywhere um, where uh, people see the DIY network, the fix and flips, they're wanting to do the, you know, so we, we uh, try to do our wholesaling and stuff and try to feed that feed those people, those type of Mm. properties. Um, Right. And uh, even, even a city as, as large as ours, sometimes it's not, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's a big metropolis, but when you have, we have a lot of satellite suburb Mm -hmm. type little, little communities and uh, pricing can be all over the place. Um, So, it it can be really interesting. We have, for example, we had, we just uh, fixed and flipped a property in Mayville, North Dakota, which is outside of Fargo, North Dakota. And the it was an old farmhouse, like built in the 1900s. And right across the street, brand new houses. So it's, it's this, it's this weird thing. We're in these weird parad, we're in this weird paradox up here um, where you have to uh, you turn that house into something that is. I don't want to call it shaggy chic or whatever you want to call it, but you know that you you build on that country house look. Just add a little bit of shiplap, you're in great shape. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> Joanna Game would be so pleased with you. <laughs> but people, there, there's a there's an appeal to those people, you know, to having those yeah. older houses, but in a newer neighborhood. They got it's got all the old trees and a big backyard and. Across the street is these brand new houses. That's one of my favorite. I think uh, growing up, I started flipping houses with my dad at five. And it's funny, I can drive by a house to this day and know it was his because it didn't matter the style. It was going to get white with a medium blue trim, with dark blue carpet on the interior, and the linoleum is still stained on my brain. And it didn't matter if it was a Victorian or a brand new house. <laughs> it was going to get right. the same treatment. Where right. now with HDTV, they've ruined everything. Where man, you do the wrong kind of rehab on a Victorian home or in Palm Springs. If you do 60s wrong, you could really mess up the value of a home. And having that local knowledge and skill is so valuable. So mm-hmm. don't want to mess that one up for sure. So, well, one of the things that your platform does that I think a lot of newer investors should pay attention to and would be interested is being able to run their own comparables. And comparables? And also see what your competitors are doing. We have a function to find flippers in your local market to where if you were new, uh, I did an interview with Eric B on our podcast and he spent two years trailing people at trustee sale. A comparable, there's a concept of walking the comp. The comparable sale doesn't have to be yours. There just has to be proof that somebody took a discounted price. You can take that comparable and say, well, here's proof right here, homeowner that they did this. Um, so you just have to find that comparable sale and walk it around and you can spy and do competitive analysis, whether it's an iBuyer or a really big landlord or a flipper in the market, finding who those players are, what are they buying and why? 
success leaves clues. You don't have to recreate the wheel. And it's really valuable to find your find that data and really understand it. So does your platform have any uh, tools for people to use to, to analyze those properties too? Once they do a CMA, they can, whether it's, I don't know, rent, do you, do you tap into like, uh, I know we've been talking all about the value of property, but how about rent? Rent? No, that's, you're going to be probably be better at the local level understanding what's going on, especially with COVID right now. Um, sure. And depending, uh, the markets are so different. Um, no, that's going to be better talking to somebody actively in the market, in my opinion. Right now, I don't have a consistent source of really good rental data. Oh, sure. Well, how about, how about just the fix and flip? Do you have, uh, you know, I, I saw on your site regarding with assumptions and scenarios, allowing you to, yeah. to do some pretty quick calculations. Yeah, doing the calculations, how much uh, ROI, there's different ways to do some calculations. So yeah, we have comparable sales and then there's an investment investment analysis being able for the investor to plug in some things like if you're doing hard money as part of a deal, plugging in some of those costs that you know you're going to have to where you can sort of understand if you think you're going to make money on a deal or not. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I've spent, uh, I chewed up a good 25 minutes of your time here tonight to before I let you go, was there any question you wished I would have asked or anything you wanted to make sure we covered today? Um, no, I just, uh, let's, let's just, it's okay to bring you to the party. I hate to see people try to get into this business and they get frustrated because maybe they go to a local investment club or they listen to a podcast or they listen to too many podcasts and they get sidetracked and they don't realize that it's enough to bring themselves to the party and then marrying it with the right data. If you're an introvert uh, that doesn't have a lot of time and a lot of money, and I talk to you about door knocking, you're going to hate your life. But if I talk to you about, hey, how about on the weekends, you know your market really well, and you can discover lot split opportunities, and you can put piece together deals and architect them and sell the deals to somebody, and you don't necessarily have to uh, go the door knocking route. It's okay to bring you accept that, and then build around it. Um, it's the one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. Right. No, I, I really recommend everybody to go check out this. Uh, PropertyRadar.com. Uh, great domain name, by the way. And uh, definitely hit up Aaron uh, to, to get some additional information. Take, take them up on getting that initial help. I, I think that would really be a, a great foot forward. And I really appreciate your time. This has been, this is really a, a very cool platform you have here. Yeah. Have fun. And if you ever want to see some examples, I'd be glad to run them for you. Create a little video and of samples. It'd be great. Well, you know, we can edit this piece out if you don't want to commit, but what no. we could do is I could sign up for the trial and then we can, we can do that do that uh, training session, record that. Yeah. Heck yeah. And what's really, really cool. Uh, one of the best features of property radar is that if somebody gets lost, there's a, there's a function to where I can build the criteria for you and actually share a link to where, when you log in and you click the link, all the criteria is pre-populated for you. So you don't oh, have wow. to go find it. It's one of the coolest features. I don't think people even see. <laughs> so well, if you're a team member and you're neat. like, it's really, really cool. So if you have an area, just be like, you know what, Aaron, just for fun, 
I want to see absentee owners in the zip code that have properties over 5,000 square feet. It'd be very easy to do. Well, I I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, maybe we should uh, consider doing that. That that would be a fun exercise. And and I'm really curious to try this platform out. So yeah, please do. And don't get stuck. Let me help. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.